Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy dropped Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. And on this show, uh, I'm going to interview the great Fowler. I know him as Jay. You all know him possibly as Jay as well, but more so as the great Fowler. He's got a great story. He's been a part of the, you know, sort of the internet wrestling community for me uh, for the last several years. He and I would go back and forth and, and chat in DMs about the shows that I was doing with Dave. And then uh, he mentioned uh, that he had come down with with a with an ailment, and and so uh, I think the uh, the internet community has uh, has come together and and has helped Jay out a bunch. But he wants to give back, and he has some information and guidance, and you know, just a, a great. I would say a great approach to how he deals with this stuff, and and so he, I guess I I, I don't know I. I I don't know. Did, did I, I guess I kind of, I didn't beg him to come on, but I, but I got him to agree. I know he wasn't too sure about coming on the show, uh, but uh, he agreed to come on uh, and we, we, you know, we talked about how we could do this show and, and uh, he's a, he's a very good guy and he's got a great story. So hopefully you give it a listen. This is not your sort of normal wrestling podcast that, uh, you know, interview that I, that I kind of do. He's, he's, uh, a, a really good dude who has kind of invested himself into into this community. So, and you know, hopefully, people as well invest in him uh, because he is a good guy. So that show's coming up. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention is normally in this on this day you will hear John and I do our WCW Saturday Night Review. That show is no longer in this feed. We'll have a pretty big announcement this time next week but if you are wondering about that show or you know you want to uh find out what's going on just hit me up gg at fightgamemedia.com so short intro here want to set up jay uh the interview it kind of abruptly ends and i i won't even i don't i don't even end the show uh jay wanted to go out just kind of dropping the mic and so i think it's a better uh it's a better ending than if i would then come in and and end the show so it it kind of abruptly ends but uh that that, that's the way jay wanted to go off so uh anyways here's my interview with jay aka the great fowler all right it's my pleasure to bring on someone I've been communicating with on Twitter for several years now. Hold on. Let me stop you. Yeah. I want to ask you a question in front of everybody. Okay. First of all, I know you got like what? 4.5 million listeners. <laughs> because I don't sure. do anything. I don't do anything on the 4 million. I told you that. And how many in uh, 18 to 49? 
Oh, that's a good question. You got me. Oh, I wasn't as prepared for that one. Uh, but here's what. Do you keep Dave Meltzer waiting how you made me wait this morning? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Go, go ahead with my intro. Let's see how good you are. All right, all right. So he, he's busting my chops a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I've been communicating with him. I know him as Jay. You all know him as the great Fowler. How's it going, man? It's going good. I expected a little bit better of an intro, though, but it's, it's okay. Well, you cut me off. Like, yeah, well, I had yeah. it all prepared. I wrote it down, and then I, and then we had to audible. So you're saying you're not good at improv is what I'm getting. Look, I, I could definitely use some lessons. Like, like <laughs> No, no, for real. Like, the people who I think are the most talented people in the world are improv comedians. I'm just in awe of improv in general. It's an amazing skill set, but I know it's not just like a natural talent. Like these people work their ass off on it. Well, actually, a lot of it is, uh, well, we'll start off in a weird direction, but a lot of it is, I used to be in the performing arts. A lot of it is natural, but with improv comedy, there's a structure you have to follow. Like you never say no. Right. Because right. if you do, you cut off the other person's angle completely. Hey, right. didn't I see you yesterday at the mall? No. Where does it go? So <laughs> exactly. There, right, so there's rules you have to follow. But I got to give you credit. Uh, first off, you do podcasts with Dave Meltzer, obviously. Yes. And then you do podcasts with uh, a mutual friend of ours, John Moxley. And I'm, I'm not just saying that to put myself over. I'm saying it because he's actually a really good guy. Yes. You do podcasts with two people who admittedly have no technical ability <laughs> and you make it work somehow. So I figured, you know, I'm okay technically. So, you know, I figured no, you're, I you're, you're several steps ahead of, uh, of Dave and Mox when I first started <laughs> recording with them. Yeah. Oh, how bad was Mox? Let's bust his balls for a bit. Uh, okay. So, um, so the first time we did the show with John, uh, the first person who actually <laughs> popped up on camera was Renee. And I was like, oh, hi. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm helping John get on this thing. And he's like, all right, all right, we're on, we're on. We got it. You can hear me? Yeah. Okay, let's go. So, yeah, she it. she's definitely helped him. But, you know, obviously, once you get the hang of this thing, he's been able to connect uh, just by himself the last few times. And Ooh. look, look, you know, this technology stuff, like it, it is really like, um, so Brian Alvarez came on my podcast. We did a, a book, book club. club. Right. And he mentioned how when he first started doing podcasting, it was so hard. Like that, he was really at the beginning of of this whole thing with microphones and mixers and trying to figure out that whole thing. And he's like, "But now it's so easy. Like I'm so jealous that you know you can buy a mic, you can plug it in. There's software ready. Like people have really been creating technology for this. And so you know, it is not hard. I think the hard part is in the fear of just not knowing how, you know, not knowing right. exactly what you're doing. Right. Well, I think what Mox, there's no fear. He just doesn't give a shit about that, technology. Absolutely. <laughs> I just think he's like, hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, call me on the phone, you know. But, um, but yeah, I think I told you when I told him I was doing this or thinking about doing it, he goes, you got to do it. He goes, uh, Garrett's a great guy. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. You I, know, he's a big fan of what you do. And you know, there, there's, um, you, you have opportunities to do stuff and then look, Dave was an opportunity. Absolutely. D Dave and I were pretty decent friends. But it wasn't until we started really recording together, like like decent friends as far as, you know, I would go over his house uh, 
every month or so Pay-per-view. to watch to watch yeah. WWE stuff and and <laughs> you know my buddy John LaRocca we we both sort of started doing it at the same time John beat me by a couple you know a couple months or whatever but and that was kind of the thing it's like oh and, and then you know email him or whatever and just you know see him at, at events but it, you know once we did start recording together um that relationship that bond you create with a partner or a co-host like that is real like you know you think if you think about it when you do a podcast like when i do a podcast with john LaRocca, who's one of my really good friends we don't really talk outside of texting except in that two hours that we podcast every thursday night so that is our opportunity to not only talk about what we're doing on the show but to also catch up you know in a personal way so that you when you do do a show with someone you do create a a relationship that extends beyond the podcast so that that's also you know that's an added benefit to doing these things as you get to learn people you know um I, you know, I've done shows with, uh, you know, a lot of people thanks to Dave, who I would have never been introduced to before. And so, you know, I'm I'm always thankful. And whenever he needs to do something, literally, I'm like, OK, I will help. We will figure this out. I'm going to help you do this show that you want to do with someone who doesn't know how to do this. We'll make it work because, you know, at the end of the day, he's got his his real job, which is the newsletter. Right. The, this is the, the podcast thing is sort of his secondary job. And I want to make that as easy as possible because he has nights like the other night where he gets the Patterson bio done. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, I was <laughs> I was up until four o'clock, on, uh, you know, in the morning on Thursday, you know, doing stuff. And I'm like, right. yeah. I heard I heard the podcast for you and LaProd. Yeah, so, right? yeah, yeah, and it was just like this. Like the beginning of it was just Dave saying, "What a crazy like few days he had." So I know that you do not want to do a show where we're just talking about you know come support the great fellow. I know that is not what you want to do, though. I do want to give people the opportunity to do that, and we'll we'll talk about that at the Thank end. You. But the one thing uh, you know, because I'm trying to tie in the timeline on uh, on me when when I first started talking to you and then you you have kind of a funny story of when we si- we sort of abruptly stopped talking. Hey, I was going to say do you want to get into uh, <laughs> what well, we that, stopped following each other? That is that is completely up up for grabs there but <laughs> I I guess the thing is is so I knew you as Jay. Yeah. And then um, we stopped talking and I guess, you know, I lost touch. Uh, I lost view of you. Well, Tyson, you, you knew me as Jay cause I contacted you on Twitter when you st- did your first, oh, it might not have been your first, but the first I was aware of podcasts with Dave. Right. Right. When and, we started doing it in the beginning, right, you, cause you con- were up like so late every time I would publish and then we'd publish late and then you'd immediately reply to that thing. And I'd be like, holy crap, this guy's right. awake. And I'd be like, when is it coming on? And you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay yeah. up for it. But yeah. but it's funny because you were mentioning your relationship. I wanted to squeeze this in before you moved on. And don't worry, it's a compliment. Uh, you started where you basically would just go, hi, I'm Garrett, and I'm here with Dave. And at the end, you'd go, okay, thank you, goodbye. Yep. And it would be an hour and 15 minutes of Dave talking yep. and, and you bringing up what he asked you to bring up. You grew so much as a podcaster from that. So while you were saying you built a relationship with Dave, you just not built it with him. You built it with the audience as well, man. And it's no, really cool. I, I, I really it's really cool that. to be doing this with you. And, but, and, uh, and you, just to kind of just so to describe what you're talking about, which is when I got asked to do that, show, <coughs> it was because, you know, Brian, Brian uh, is starting his family, right? Like yeah. he, he has two young children. Well, he only this was even 15 hours of podcasting <laughs> a week. This was even before his, uh, his, um, 
his youngest daughter was, yeah. was born. So this is just when Paisley. And, and so Dave, you know, Dave is he has all of these ideas. You can imagine uh-huh. the kind of creative person that he is. And he's like, oh, I want to talk to this person. I want to talk to this person. And when what he, was when happening. he passes away, his mind has to go to science because he's found storage in his brain that other people don't have. Yeah, no, it, it's it's really amazing. But so so he was uh, he was just looking to do stuff, and you know Brian wasn't as available because he's running the the jiu-jitsu school, he's running the website, like you said, he's doing his own audio. And so Dave was like, "Oh, I want to do this show," and then they just simply couldn't connect every single time. They would do stuff, but it like Dave was just like, oh, "I wish I could do this," and then so. Um, I don't remember exactly if I broached it to Dave or if I was like, hey, maybe I can help you. Or if Brian just sent me a, a note and was like, hey, can you help Dave? And so Brian just sent me the equipment and was like, here you go, go. And I was like, oh my God, how do I even do this? And it wasn't that I didn't know how to do it because I'd been doing stuff before, but the um, the audience for this show, right, is so much bigger than anything I'd ever done. But also, the audience has a specific thought process about how this thing should go, right? Brian and Dave have been doing podcasts since 2000, um, or I, actually even show. before that. Maybe the Iata show is even before yeah. that. But so there's a relationship between them and that audience that I was very intimidated by. So when we first started doing it, I had no no real idea in how to do it. And then I said, okay, you know, I really know how to do this. I'm a little bit more comfortable. And so the other part was technically my, in, in my mind, I was constantly thinking like, is this thing recording? Is this thing recording? Is this thing recording? So there were two things that kind of, you know, it was a little intimidating in the beginning, but once I got comfortable with the technical side and then I was able to really focus on the hosting side. Then I decided, okay, I have something with Dave that could be a little bit different. And let's try to make this a little bit more conversational. It's a little bit different from how Brian and Dave do it. But I had the benefit of actually doing it in person. And when right. you can do audio with somebody in person in an interview, I can see Dave's eyes. I can see when he's going to pause. I can see when he's thinking and he sort of looks to the right. I can see when he's turning away from the microphone to grab some papers and nobody can hear him. And then I got to fill in the, 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 the silence, you know, that kind of stuff. So when you when you do that, like I said, it, it's really a relationship. So as our relationship as friends grow you could tell in in the conversational aspect of, of what we were doing. But is it? But it grew also with the audience, because if you came on and just started talking wrestling, people would be like, why am I listening to some guy named Gary that lives in the ham? Right. You're in the, you're, you're, totally. No, nobody, totally. Wanted to hear, nobody wanted to hear from you at first. Absolutely. So you built that trust with the people listening. And it was... Uh, to, to go a long way to tie it in. I've been offered other podcasts, and I told you this before you all, yes. you, know, you and I, and they were great podcasts, but they were based around like watching a wrestling show or discussing. Yes. And I'm like, nobody gives a crap about my opinion. <laughs> you know, like I kidded earlier that we were going to review uh, the Godfather versus Val Venus feud from 1999. I mean, that's what most podcasts are. But and, hey, and, and, and if people the, bought it. Oh, no, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is going to be great. And I wrote, or not. But I mean, but like somebody whose opinion you care about talking about that is funny. Just another guy. And I got it, man. I know that people wanted to help me. And they figured, come on my podcast. You can plug your website. And we'll get into all that stuff in a bit. And I was like, I don't want to use 
anybody's podcast for that. You came at me from the perspective of your story's interesting, and obviously we'll have to get into that for people to realize, but your story's interesting and I think it could help people. And from that angle, I'm like, screw it, man. You know, I got a pair of headphones and a mic somewhere. I can plug this into a laptop and make this work. And plus, like I said, you worked with Mox, so that's, that's <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, you know, as much as he doesn't think he is, he's personality plus. But you know, you made him comfortable enough to do three or four podcasts with you. So hey, he's, you know, his recommendation was like, you know, do it, man. He's great. So yeah. Oh, I got a suggestion by the way from Mox. Sure. Uh, congratulations on you know the announcement of his daughter. You know that that that, that yesterday um, they cut the cake and it was a big yes, cake. Yes. You caught that right. Now, I have a great idea for her name. It's genius. You ready? Go for it. My nick. Oh, I got a phone call. Don't worry about it. I won't answer. Uh, I got a. I got a great name. Now, you know, my nickname is the Great Fowler. Yes. What's John's last name? Real life. Everybody knows. You're, you're not. Right. Fowler good. How good is that? <laughs> Call the daughter Fowler. I can live on past my expiration date. Fowler good. Every. <laughs> Just, I think that's perfect. What do okay, you think? So, what do you think? So, yeah. Okay, so that, that actually makes me think of the name. So uh, you, <laughs> you've, you've told this story on Twitter before, and uh, there's, there's audio evidence of how you got this name. So I know you as Jay, and, and I'll tie this back into what we were talking about. I know you as Jay. We get unconnected, and so I don't hear from you for a while. And then I see the great Fowler on Twitter and I see Dave talking with you and Brian talking with you. And I'm like, oh, I I, I was kind of thinking, like, is this Jay? I don't really know. But then I just like, oh, you know, he's a cool guy. So I want to connect with him, too. So can you sort of tie in? J, the J account to the great Fowler account and like what, what was the transition and why and all of that stuff? Yeah. I mean, just real quickly, uh, my name's Jay and I was going on the Jay Dumont on, um, on Twitter and then granny and Brian and Vinny did this great episode where granny got conned on some website and started believing that all these fake names for the undertaker was the undertaker's name. And one of them was the great Fowler. I have never laughed so hard. Like the other ones were like big evil, like punch Mick lightning. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Evil chops. Oh, a tall bastard. And the great Fowler. So I just said, there's something really funny about that. Because it sounds like that could be a nickname, the Great Fowler. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so you know, I just changed my Twitter handle to that, and everybody seemed to like it. So I kept it, and you know, I mean, I had no attachment to the other name, and yeah, you know, I might have had fifty followers, and you were one of them at one at one point. Um, <laughs> and and then you know, and then we argued over a troll. Let's put it that way. And then you know, like we weren't mad at each other; we just stopped talking, and then. The great Fowler, and then I got ill, and Dave and Brian started uh, retweeting my situation because they thought the government was really not treating me the way they should, and then it, it kind of built from there, and I became this sort of like peripheral member of uh, the WON community, to where I'm I'm getting like linked into like like highlight videos and you know, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, I'm like me and Jim Valley are talked about in the same sentence and Jim Valley worked his ass off for the site. You know, I'm sitting at home on my rear end doing nothing for the site, you know, and it was, you know, it's just, so we kind of built our relationship back up and you were kind enough to ask me to do this. And, you know, I, I want to help people. 
right, let's take a break to talk about Indeed.com. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be the most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere. Go right now. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Again, I think I think most people listening to this kind of know your situation, but what is like the the quick um, explanation? You know, we don't have to dig in too too right. much in, into the illness, but like, can you kind of well, explain quickly? A, what I happened? have a heart condition. If you know, I mean, I can hit you with a bunch of medical terms that most go over a lot of people's head, but the most. Uh, probably known one is called AFib. It's atrial fibrillation, mm-hmm. which means uh, you know, various things. You can look it up. But I was rushed to ICU in January, and I was in the hospital for 19 straight days, and I was in ICU, um, and my heart was maxing out at 10% functionality. So they legitimately thought I was going to pass. I called my sister, made sure she came down, and I'm in ICU. And I lost 45 to 50 pounds in toxic fluid in three days. That's how long this bit. This is building up for five years. I didn't realize. I just thought I'm getting older. I'm gaining weight. I didn't realize all this toxic fluid was building up because of my heart and the way the blood flowing and not flowing. So I sat there and I look at a doctor and I'm in ICU. When you're in ICU for three, four or five days, you know things aren't good. And I looked at the doctor and I said, am I going to die? And the doctor said, we're not going to let you. Within a day, I was out of ICU or out of immediate danger. And I didn't never forgot that moment because it made me care about fighting for my life. Not that I was suicidal, but I I was at a low point and I decided, you know what? It's just time. Let me just go. When he said, we're not going to let you. I said, well, if you're not, I'm not. And just I didn't do anything physically. Internally, I just said, I'm not giving up. And miraculously, I'm alive eight months. No, well, 10 months later, 11 months later. Well, it's been a long time. Um, In that time, my situation is still very dire and... To make a long story short, unless I have, I'm attached to machines and life vests and all this stuff, I don't have much time. I probably within six months from a month or two ago. I'm okay with that. It's not the way I want to live. It's not the way I want to die, actually. But I don't want to live the other way. I don't want to have, const- I don't want to have, you know, have a living nurses and I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. So I don't need to see somebody go through their, you know, Eighth, eighth grade graduation 
I had to go out on my terms and know it and right a lot of the wrongs. And I think what happened on Twitter was that honesty built relationships with people like yourself and a lot of people I'll, I'll never meet. I have a lot of people from all over the world that contact me back. And I realized that putting it out there makes people see the positivity that can happen from talking to strangers online. Twitter is a cesspool if you allow it to be. So just so people, because uh, I know we, we want to raise some awareness uh, about this here. Is, is it, is it, I don't know anything about the illness. Is it a genetic thing? Is no. it something that happened? Like how, how did, how did you actually go from being fairly healthy and then to, to not being healthy? Well, I've, I've always had asthma. So asthma takes its toll on your heart, but that wouldn't cause this. It's five or six years ago when it started happening, I didn't catch it. I just thought I was getting heavier. I was getting older. I'm in my my mid fifties, so I figured, oh, I'm fifty. Yo, I'm going to be slowing down. Oh, my asthma's getting good. Oh, it's, you know, I can't walk as much. I'm getting older. Oh, I'm gaining weight because I'm burning less calories. I didn't meet this head on, so I had five years of heart issues that should have killed me several times. And then one day I just went, I I can't, I couldn't even like lay down because mm -hmm. I had to be um, in a position where like I was leaning forward in order to breathe. So I just said, I, I'm going to die. And this is that. I was, and I was ready to go. I said, my goodbyes. I wrote emails. Um, and then I was in so much pain. I said, I can't even do this. So I called an ambulance and like I said, I was in the hospital for like 20 days and you know, they saved my life and they said, you can continue to live um, this way and we're going to put you on really powerful meds. But unless you, you know, get, you know, all these electronic hot things going into you and I, I, I don't want to live like that. So I know to some people they're going to say, yo, I'm not taking life as serious, but, you know, you can go fuck yourself. It's my choice on how I live my life. And I rather do this than just keep going and, and, and be unhappy. So I'd rather know what I'm dealing with and on the way out, be positive, tell people my story and help people. The sad interaction of that was the government has done absolutely nothing for me and has put me behind the eight ball financially, which is you know something that, you know, that will be discussed later. It's, it's great about the community. But in that, I just want people to know the value of a breath and how important that is. And that was before COVID. Right. And, so I was just telling people, if you see anybody who needs help, I am so glad I didn't give up. Am I living a great life now? No. I make $1,000 less a month from the government than I need to survive. I am sick every day of my life. My specialist said, you are never going to have a good day. You're going to have days that aren't as bad as the day before. And that's the truth. I am not suicidal. Because I see the value in waking up every day and I'm not blowing smoke up yes, but just talking to nice people like yourself, getting this opportunity, getting to know other people that we both know. To seeing the good in people out there has really made me want to live longer and function the way I've been functioning. And I decided that, you know, if I'm going to do this and people somehow care about my story who have no idea of me prior to this, I ain't going to use that for good. And I started helping people who were suicidal because I can identify what they're talking about. I am not taking the responsibility of handling their life situations for them, but just 
giving them a sounding board for somebody who knows what it's like. Most people don't want to die. And this is something around the holidays that people need to realize. Most people that give up don't want to die. They just don't want to wake up again. Meaning they, they wake up and their life's so shitty that they don't know if they have it in them to do another day. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be coughing through this. Um, and that's something I wanted people to know they're not alone in. Nobody sits there and goes, I want to die. You know, I can't say nobody. Some people obviously do. But most people are just like, I hate my life. I don't want to wake up and continue with tomorrow. So I focus them on the good. I've spoken to at least... 15 people or families of people who were suicidal, including one gentleman, and I'm going to tie this back to Moxley, um, who's, who I believe his mother's sister or a mother's sister's husband was a wrestling fan, and he saw my story and saw my tweets about helping suicidal people. And his mother and father contacted me, not wrestling fans, but this kid was, and she said, my son tried to commit suicide. He was in his early 20s, and he had a learning disability. I'm not sure exactly, but he was slow in some way, and he was picked on, and he had no friends, had no girlfriend, and he tried to commit suicide, and he was in the hospital, and they just wanted to understand where his mindset was. So I talked to them, and then I went, you know what? Let me see if I can get some autographs. So I'm sure you remembered me posting this. It was like a month straight. I contacted everybody on Twitter that I could. If I seen a wrestler tweeting, I was like, okay, there's an at. It it might be somebody this guy knows. Three people contacted me back. Now, I'm not saying that John Cena blew me off. If John Cena saw this, he's the type of guy who would react. Right. But I'm saying, I'm just adding all these people. I actually contacted a WWE Hall of Famer who I know personally. And he blew me off. Him, I'm not going to mention. But he he just disappointed me. But like Tasina and The Rock, I guarantee they never saw my tweet. Right. There's there's too much going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. one of 1,000 ats that they got. So I'm not ripping into anybody for that. Three people responded. Moxley, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega. They, they responded and said, how could we help? And then I, you know, I had dialogue with all of them. And sadly, the kid passed away before we were able to get him. Like, or I know Kenny and Cody were going to go to tapings and get like, like, you know, everybody to sign stuff. So that made me realize how good a lot of the celebrities are on the celebrity. And I mean, Dave and Brian, you know, you know, they're media celebrities, but they're not Moxley. They're not Cody and they're not Omega. And they were like, how could we help this kid? Let us know. So how did you get connected with Dave and Brian? Cause I know we want to talk about that. There is, you mentioned the Twitter cesspool. There is a really sort of bad side to that community, but there's a, gr- there's a lot of really great people in the wrestling community. Yeah. But how did you get connected with, with Dave and Brian in that way? I just, I never spoke to Brian in my life until I was in ICU. I never tweeted to him. He never tweeted to me. Dave was a different story. I got Twitter basically to follow wrestling news and regular news. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a point where Dave and I got into a conversation and Dave put me over and he retweeted, you know, this guy gets it or something like that. So immediately I got two different types of people who contacted me. People who liked Dave and said, oh, let me follow this guy, see what he has to say. And people who hated Dave to tell me that I'm a kiss ass and, uh, <laughs> you know, Dave, 
you know, Dave and I are never going to have sex, which is a good thing. I'm, I'm really, really happy that they understood that because I don't think Dave wants it. But even if you do, buddy, you're not getting it from me. You know? So I get it. You're, you're not going to fuck him. Thank you. Uh, I didn't realize that that was on the table. The, yeah, the, the, the low self-esteem wrestling community is, is, yeah, is pretty Yes, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to have sex with Dave Melson. I'm saying that on your show in front of your four and a half million listeners as well. But like they didn't just realize that, you know, I can appreciate the guy's work and stick up for somebody whose work I appreciated. Then when they went into the hospital, Dave reacted on that immediately. He, you know, with how you doing and private messaging. And out of nowhere, I got a DM from uh, Brian asking me how I'm doing. And I didn't even know Brian knew I existed. But I guess he saw my name through Dave and realized mm-hmm. I wasn't a troll. And that built that relationship. And then they, you know, obviously they did fundraisers for me. And, you know, uh, they were just supportive as friends. I mean, I they have both been publicly saying that I'm we're friends. It's no longer just some guy they know. And I agree. I think they're both incredible people. And the people surrounding them, you included, and pretty much everybody I dealt with on that website has been nothing short of fantastic. And the people that follow them for the right reasons, because they like their info, have been incredibly supportive. And this is not an exaggeration. They saved my life because they helped cover my bills. And this sounds sad to say, and I'm sure people are rolling their eyes and, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. Yeah, roll your eyes. Do whatever you want. You know, I, no, this, is, my, this is this is this is real though. This yeah, my my life is prolonged because of these great people who have helped me. Every month that I'm alive, I'm a thousand dollars in debt. And I'm not talking vacations. I'm not even talking medically. If I had it medically, I'm hundreds of thousands in debt. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, between me and you, and I'm sorry, whoever you know, in the long run, but these hospitals aren't going to get the money. I don't have hundreds of thousands to pay the hospitals. They understand that. Everybody understands that. Um, But just getting through each month and taking that stress level off me has made me live longer than I would have lived if I got evicted, if I didn't have rent for next month. And Brian and Dave doing fundraisers for me and getting the community rally behind me and them posting about me and professional wrestlers seeing it and contacting me and hearing about my story. And for anybody out there who's a, who's a Dave and Brian hater, if you think that they don't know people in the wrestling industry, I know you know because you're friends with Dave. <laughs> the people who have contacted me because Dave Meltzer tweeted about me once would put me at number three in the connections list as far as wrestling media goes. Yeah. I can contact champions, Hall of Famers, I, I, and I do constantly because they reached out to me because Dave and Brian talked about me. So it's funny. Oh, Dave has no connections anymore. It's 2020. Okay, yeah, so they, they, right, right. It's ridiculous. I have connections because Dave Meltzer <laughs> tweeted my name. That's how connected Dave Meltzer is. So, you know, the other half of that community, I get death threats every day. I told you people have, you know, tried to hack into my Twitter, my emails accounts. They're trying to harass a dying person because that dying person is friends with Dave Meltzer. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You, you have that. And then you have all the people that write me just to see how I'm feeling that day to sit there and say, I'm healthy and you're an inspiration because I never realized how much I got. 
I had somebody write me once that they thought wearing a mask was idiotic until they saw me talk about how much each breath is worth to me. And he said, I was sitting there thinking, holy shit, I'm going to wear this mask for the great fowler. Just think of that sentence, how stupid that is, but that's helping people. I'm going to wear this mask for a guy called the great fowler, you know, on the internet, because he made sense. It, It made it personal for people to understand how important each breath is. And if you have something to live for, don't take that for granted. If you don't have anything to live for in your mind, contact somebody to discuss it. Because a friend of mine said something to me once, and I'm glad... I went on this diatribe because I thought of it. He said, the world is a better place with you in it, Jay. I never forgot that. The world's a better place with 99.99% of the people in it. So you you mentioned something that actually reminded me of something, which is the, the whole story with the mask. So... I wanted to ask you uh, about this uh, this T-shirt story in a second with Jim Valley, but but um, so when the pandemic first, like even before it started, (laughs) like so uh, for me to get to work, I have to take a public transit, which is uh, in 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 the Bay Area. People know uh, BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit. So it's 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 like a subway system technically and as you can imagine it's very filthy so but even before like buddy right, i was born and raised in manhattan i all know yeah, about filthy transportation for, for sure so you know before the pandemic started you know there's the coronavirus that's not really hit the u.s uh at, at, you know very quickly yet and so i'm on i'm on the the bart and there's this woman who is on the train and she's wearing a mask and I really didn't tie the two things together uh, as far as the pandemic is concerned. But so I sit I sit next to her, not in the same thing, but like maybe behind her. And she kind of got up and she moved. And I was like, wow, that was really weird. And so I, I posted on Twitter about it, which is a super insensitive thing to do now that we know what is going on. And uh, I had had a conversation with Jim Valley and Jim Valley was telling me about how ill he can get and how he has to be really, really careful to not get sick. And so after, you know, so, you know, talk about conversations that really change your mindset about this stuff. And so Jim and I have that conversation. My view of mask wearing and all of that stuff immediately changes. And, you know, I'm very safe when it comes to that stuff, you know, Uh, but just talking to somebody who, lives a life where he has to be so careful to not get sick or else he gets really sick. Um, You know, that, that really struck me and, and not, not, you know, I don't wear a mask because of Jim Valley, but I am as safe as humanly possible and careful and thoughtful about this. Um, Not only because of Jim, but very much because he gave me that information and he gave me what he has to live through. You know what? It it became personal to you. So it, so it mattered more. And it wasn't that that you were being a jackass prior to that. It was you just didn't have as strong as frame of reference as somebody like myself or Jim does. Yes. I get COVID, I'm going to die. Right. I have no room for error. I have 10% heart on a good day. 
if you lose 10% heart, you have 90%. I lose 10%, I'm dead. Right. You know, so I have to look at everything. I have to sometimes time out when I'm going to get my mail with the garbage so I don't have to walk up and down the steps twice. Like, uh, well, let me bring the garbage down later when the mail's here. So I have to go. There are some days that I can't go to get my medication because I'm breathing too heavily or my heart stood and, and, and my medications are block and a half away. I make sure wherever I move to, um, you know, I have, you know, I had a CVS or Walgreens or, you know, someplace to get my medication nearby because without my medication, if I don't take my medication for two or three days, I'm dead. So. It's personalizing things for people, which is what I was saying about the suicides and around the time of the holiday. I'm not going to tell somebody, oh, things aren't that bad. Right. Bullshit. How do I know? I don't know. how. To, I, don't, I don't know this person, Tom from Idaho. Maybe things are that bad. I'm just trying to let them know that life is worth living and to look at things. And I do understand what they went through. Somebody like me who thought about giving up will understand somebody thinking about giving up. And I might be the person that helps them more than a psychiatrist who's getting paid to do it, or somebody is, uh, that means well, like yourself, who's never been through that. Sure. It's like, I can get, I know what they're feeling. And lots of times I'll just sit there and go, you know, I don't have any answers for you, but I'll tell you my story. And that helps a lot of people. So I am very happy I went public with, my, with everything I've done. I mean, not just has it helped me, from a bill paying standpoint and not just to get me a lot of e-friends as I call it I have I know I've helped people and it's really true when you help others you help yourself you feel better about yourself I can't work a job I had to make sure I had about an hour today where I knew I was going to be feeling okay to have this conversation with you if you just called me last night at 8 o'clock I would have probably said no yeah. I'm lying in bed. I don't have it in me to do it. Like legitimately, I have to plan out almost everything I'm going to do. And half the time I can't do it. So now I got a purpose. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to I'm going to try to live that day and I'm going to try to help people. And if people did that while they were healthier, holy shit, man, what a better place we'd be in. Yep, absolutely. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people. And I'm starting to get passionate and 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 upbeat. That's what I'm trying to get across to people. I wish I did this 20 years ago. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use promo code bluewire at betonline.ag that's bluewire all in one word bet online your online sports book experts i mean it is an ama- it is an amazing thought to have that and and i hope that you know, the people listening, you know, everyone's human, right? They're going to listen to this conversation. They're going to go, yeah, you know what he, what Jay is saying makes so much sense and they're going to get inspired and they're going to do something. But how do we, as human beings, you know, we're, we're dealing with different stuff, but how do we sort of stay in that mindset? I think that's a, you know, that's a great way. Well, to yeah, look at well, yes. Well, a lot of people are going to listen to this and if they're a decent person, they're going to be somewhat affected by it and relate it in some way. But the truth is 95% are going to forget about it in an hour. 
And I get that. That doesn't make them a bad person. But somewhere down the road, they might be reminded by this conversation. And guess what? If they don't, that's cool. If 5% of your four and a half million listeners, <laughs> you know, if I know, if 5% of who, how, whatever number you got listen to this, mm-hmm. help somebody, holy shit, this is the most successful podcast you've ever had. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I hear that. You're talking about the UFC from the other night. And <laughs> I know. And I listen to it. I like it. I'm a UFC fan. I get into it. But all you do is come away from that going, Dana's a billionaire. Yes. Right? <laughs> you know? Look, look. And, and, and look, there's some of this is just people want to listen to stuff that entertains absolutely. them for an hour. And, and that it. and that's that's cool. And and that's a service as well. And that's I'm a partially big Bowery Boy fan. Why we I mean, do there's this, nothing but. stupider than that. I mean, you need that. But it's just like. Man, if you can help one person and potentially save their life, you've done so much with your life. Amazing. It's amazing. Every person did did that for one person. Just think how much better we'd be. All right. So before we completely get off, where's the uh, what's the Jim Valley in the T-shirts story? How's that thing going? What's the latest? When Jim got healthier and we knew he wasn't going to pass, I wrote that Jim Valley is my FICU tag team partner because everybody's using letters now. And, you know, because he kicked out and I kicked out. So I said, he's my tag team partner. And Jim goes, I love it. And somebody goes, oh, you guys should make a T-shirt. I never thought of that. (laughs) I mean, I don't think of things like that. You know, now after The Undertaker, I'm thinking going to do a fucking cameo from a deathbed. <laughs> okay, now I'm sitting there going, but but the, the screwed up thing is, if I do a cameo from my deathbed, I'm not going to be able to use the money, so it makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. But The Undertaker getting, oh, and I felt so bad, because I ripped into anybody who bought an Undertaker cameo for a thousand, then I saw Brian got one for Granny, and I felt so bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what idiot would do this? Better nobody on my timeline. I bet, you know, better have bought an Undertaker cameo for it. Why give a million billionaire like Vince and a hundred millionaire like The Undertaker $1,000? Then Brian goes and buys a cameo for his, old, his 90-year-old grandmother. I felt because so bad. He, he, he thought he needed to buy her uh, the great Fowler uh, cameo. Appearance. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I'm, now I'm thinking, you know, like after, the, you know, after that, I'm like, All right, how, can I, how can I monetize everything I do? You know, here's a video of me relaxing on my way to CVS, five bucks. <laughs> but, but seriously, I never thought of anything like a charity T-shirt. So I said, if Jim's good for it, I am. And somebody wrote me. I'll take care of everything. And I said, good, because, you know, I I don't have the time to, to put into a T-shirt. He goes, I know somebody who'll do the T-shirts, design it, and do all this. Ten days later, nothing. This, I had to design the T-shirts. I had, oh, and then I get contacted and said, um, wait, it's a Wednesday morning. Can you get Dave Bryan and maybe John Moxley to write up something for the website? Because if we can advertise it, they're behind it. Blah, blah, blah. They wanted videos. I go, first of all, Moxley's not going to do a video. Dave's not going to do a video. Not that he wouldn't. He doesn't know how. And Brian, I'm not going to ask Brian to record a video saying buy a T-shirt. Right. It's, you know, I said, I'll get them to write like a little blurb. Hey, Jim Valley's on our website and Jay, the great follower, good people, help many ways. I said, that's not a problem. So I go through all of this, and then these guys ghost me. So it pissed me the F off because I already promoted it. I never thought, as I'm dying, that two idiots online will waste my time. Like, who wastes a dying person's time? But it just reminds me, like, I wanted to promote that today. That was one of the things I was excited about doing this. I was like, oh, we could promote it on your show. Um, 
you know, I even looked up like URL for the T-shirt, F-I-C-U-T dot com. It was available. And what, what would be the most we'd sell? 50 T-shirts? Mm-hmm. So we'd make like a few hundred bucks each. It was just something cool to do and get awareness out there for helping other people and maybe tie it into people with suicide prevention. And then just people wasting my time. And it, I hate going into the negative aspect and we'll move on. But I promoted that we're going to discuss a few things tonight and helping people around the holidays checklist the t-shirts i didn't think the, you know it would be a negative and then um the other one about the fbi uh follow me around new jersey which is a funny story but it's just you know i i don't know i i mean like people have con- contacted me do you need a t-shirt guy i don't need any of this mm-hmm. somebody contacted me and said let's do a charity t-shirt for you and jim valley you know, I mean, if, if a T-shirt guy wants to contact me and he's not going to charge an arm and a leg and he's not going to make any profit and people are going to get a good quality T-shirt within a reasonable amount of time, because that's important to me and not get yeah. ripped off. Right. Yeah, sure. Nobody has to buy it. If 10 people buy it, there's 10 people walking around with a T-shirt. F-I-C-U. I think it's kind of a cool logo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so, yeah, so that's the issue. And I, I wanted to touch on one negative because... Don't waste people's time, man. Right, right. If you can, like, I wouldn't waste your time. And Garrett, I, you know, you're a busy guy. You have your kids, and you're newly married. Congratulations. Thank you. And you, and you have your health. You might have a few hours to waste a day, but we, sh- nobody should make that choice for you to waste it. Sure. Don't waste sick dying people's times so you can get internet clout is what I'm trying to say. Focus. And that made me realize like the good people like yourself and other people out there are going to be who I put my attention to. So unless somebody comes with a complete package, there is going to be no T-shirt. I'm not looking to be in the T-shirt business. All right. So let's save. I leave that for A&W. <laughs> let's save the FBI surveillance story for the end. I do want to ask you one specific wrestling question because you know this is this is a wrestling podcast uh but how many people you think tuned out at a four and a half million but hopefully nobody because i think your story is uh is very interesting and and like you said you know and and if you have that sort of inspirational gene like this is kind of the stuff that that works for for that kind of person but so for for wrestling like what is your wrestling story what what who who were your favorites like where where, when did you start watching and connecting wanting to join twitter to follow dave oh god that's like 35 years from the beginning to that point uh in a nutshell in the 80s everybody was uh the hulk hogan hulkamaniac wrestlemania fan i thought it was the stupidest thing i've ever seen i didn't like it it was dumb i i watched hulk hogan on all these shows i thought he was the biggest phony there was and later that was proven to be correct i've seen him throw punches that were at least three inches away from uh king king kong bundy's head you know, at, at, at the first WrestleMania I ever saw, or whatever that one was, WrestleMania 2. And then one day I'm flipping through the channels and I see Randy Savage walk into the ring with Elizabeth. And I went, oh, this is different. This is kind of rock and roll. Here's this crazy long-haired guy, like, uh, and he's walking with this gorgeous hot girl. I'm not, you know, that's not wrestling to me, so let me see where this goes. And I see him taking the, the bell and hitting Steamboat and the larynx. Now, by today's standard, that's tame. Back then, I was like, holy crap, this is on Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning television? With Vince and, McMahon screaming that Steamboat swallowed his tongue. Yeah, yeah, all of that. But it was just like, that was pretty violent. And Randy Savage was just cool. And Elizabeth was gorgeous. And I'm like, 
hey, this I like a lot more than, you know, a bold and biker in, you know, <laughs> in, you know, in, you know, in shorts, you know, in, in short tights, you know, cupping his ear and having people scream. I, I didn't get the appeal to that. So f- I started only watching Randy Savage matches and I saw Randy's and Steamboat WrestleMania 3 and I was hooked. And then I said I wanted to find out more about the behind the scenes because I knew it was a work. And here's a funny story that Dave doesn't even know. I subscribed to the Wrestling Observer newsletter. I got it. I hated it. Wow. I hated it. Um, I what, got year, it. what year would have this been? 88, 89. Oh, my gosh. So you go way back. Well, yeah. Well, I only lasted those four weeks because I got it. And 80% of it was about somebody I didn't hear of. It was like... You know, some Mexican guy, you know, <laughs> I thought wrestling, I, I wanted to read about what Randy Savage yeah, did in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wanted the New York Post. I got the New York Times. Yeah, when it, when I first started watching wrestling, I was like, okay, WWF is wrestling. And then when I realized that there were so many other things, it just like exploded my brain. I couldn't even re- I couldn't even really understand, you know, how the whole territory thing works. So I completely get what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. But but it wasn't even like America. It was like I'm, I get this thing, and I'm like, I do like what language is half of this written in? You know, you know, I didn't know what a luchador was. I didn't even know what that word meant. Yeah. And I'm reading about this like 60 year old luchador from Mexico. And I'm like, I paid for this. I don't want this. I don't want to return this. So I never subbed up again. And then one day I was listening to uh, John Rizzi, And that's who I heard Dave Meltzer through. And he had Wade Keller on who He brought up Wade Keller. And I was like, let me try that. And Wade was more than New York Post. Right. And that's not putting Wade down. Wade just audience is different. Yeah, his audience. He knew exactly what his audience wanted. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, he talked about Lex Luger and Hulk Hogan. I knew who they were. You know, I didn't know who 90% of the people Dave thought would, were great. And I didn't care to, and which was my right at that point. And it was, you know, you can call me ignorant, but, you know, you know, back then there was no internet. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to start tape trading to find out about some Mexican that guy that Dave thought was a great wrestler. I, I you know, I wanted to know what Miss Elizabeth was like backstage. <laughs> so I followed that. I followed Wade for a while. And then once the internet you came about and they hooked up with Brian. I gave it a shot probably in the mid zeros. And I was like, all right, I, I like these two guys. That's where I'm going to settle. And then, you know, I never wrote to Dave, never bothered. I mean, you know, uh, my, my wrestling fandom started waning probably a little after, probably when Shawn Michaels retired and, you know, CM Punk kept my interest for a little bit. And then basically my interest was the newsletter yeah. and then the audio shows. And, you know, I appreciated how hard they worked. And then, you know, I was like, all right, let, let me check out. You know, I heard Dave and Brian talking about Twitter. And I said, all right, let me follow them on Twitter. And, you know, I followed them in some some other things, which eventually, like, I moved away from. And I just made it a wrestling Twitter. And I got to know them as people. And I think they grew, I think they legitimately threw it in two of the best people I know online. All right. So let's talk about two more things. Uh, one of them is this story, but then we're going to talk about if people want to support uh, you, we'll, we'll, we'll send them all of the information, but you told me, don't forget to ask me about this. So I, I'm, I'm so interested because I have no idea what I'm about to hear, but what's the FC, FBI surveillance story? You almost said FCC. <laughs> what, what am I, Howard Stern? Am I moving on my other heels? Um, Baba Booey. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baba Booey to you all. Okay. 
Um, I moved into a winter rental in Margate City, which is near Atlantic City in New Jersey. The reason that's important is because winter rentals are at like one third the price of a normal rental. So with some help financially each month, I could afford living here. I don't know if I'm going to be live when the winter rental ends. So this was perfect for me. So I'm basically in this 20 something unit building and there's hardly anybody here in the winter. So one day I hear this lady screaming and yelling. So I go out on the balcony area. Not that I have a balcony, but it's like all the entrances are like attached to a balcony. And I'm listening to hear whether or not like somebody's hitting her or she's arguing with somebody because then I'd get involved. It would have to be a one-punch knockout because I'm not in the shape I used to be heart-wise, but I'm willing to, to help her. I don't hear anybody. I see her come out and I say, you okay? She goes, a package was stolen. I said, oh, that sucks. So we start talking and she goes, yeah, it was money that somebody sent me. And I'm like, oh, I feel really bad. I said, listen, I'm here most of the time. Anytime something comes, you can have them leave it with me and, you know, come up and get it, you know, if you want. And she goes, oh, I, you know, I know who your landlords are. They spoke highly of you. That's great. I said, I have no issue doing that. Unless I'm in the hospital, I'll be here. So I get a few packages and, you know, it always, it would even make me wonder why somebody sent her money by FedEx anyway, but, you know, it's none of my business. So I'm, you know, you know when you can just PayPal somebody. So. I get two or three packages for her. One day she goes, oh, great. I needed this. And I kid it around. I go, what was it? Contraband? And she goes, no, socks. And I'm going, now I'm like, like you know, I'm like keeping packages of socks. Like, this is some weird, this is some weird broad. FBI show up one morning at like five in the morning. And they're looking for a mobster who rents downstairs. Okay, you know, well, they're all over the world. No big deal. I walk out. They're like, oh, everything's cool. Don't worry about it. Okay. About 10 days ago, it made all the, the papers that a guy at this address is was one of 15 mobsters they got for racketeering, oh, murdering, um, drugs, you know, everything an Italian mobster does. Okay. Now I'm going, I wonder if that's the same apartment. So I go down and I look on the apartment and it says, any packages leave with Jay at number 23. <laughs> so the FBI, one of the top five mobsters, I'm the guy that takes his, that gets his packages for him when he's not around. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been collecting money, socks. Who knows what's in the socks? How many eight balls were in the socks? So I'm sitting there going, this is effing unbelievable. So I seen a cop one day, you know, on, on my way to on my way to uh, to CVS to get my and I said, I'm just gonna ask him. And I said, here's my situation. And he stops laughing. He goes, Oh yeah, you're you're being kept an eye on. Wow. And he goes and and he mentioned my last name. Um, and I was just like, so th the precinct knows about me. He goes, Yeah, we don't think anything's up. But he goes, Yeah. And he goes, well, your sign's on the door that you're, that you're the person collecting the packages for a mafia guy who can't collect the packages anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. So in the middle of all of this going on, like, all I wanted was a nice, quiet place to die. <laughs> and now, you know, the FBI drives by. I wave. They wave. You know, it, it, it's, yeah. So, um, yeah, wow. remember the mob. Yeah. Jeez.
Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay, let me hear this segue, put Mister Podcast. <laughs> so I, I I did have a planned segue, and before we get to the at the end of this, sure. I'm going to say that you know th- this podcast because it goes up in in our feed, and you know we are a Blue Wire podcast. It will have ads on it. You know you've heard all they've heard all the ads already. But I'm also what I'm also going to do is in about a week I'm going to put this in our YouTube feed so I can you know I can make it ad free. So if people you know if people want to if link to stuff or, or just kind of you know I, this thing will sort of live on uh, you know for a while and I, I it just feels a little weird to have ads on a show like this. But then not at all. Listen, you got to support the people who support. I know absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, but it just you know I just want people to know like okay you know there so are. Who are you, who are you, who are your advertisers? Do you have the standard so, uh, podcast so, advertisers? You got penis pills and all that. <laughs> so we we did do uh, some uh, R- Roman. Uh, what is it? The uh, the. Um Penis pills, just call them a tail. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, are they pills? I, I actually don't know. But um, yeah, so we had wait, wait, that wait, 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 way so in the you beginning. You were shilling for penis pumps. So way in the beginning, <laughs> I, I had to do like two reads for the Roman thing, and and then, but mostly it's been so people who are listening to this have heard this. But uh, Bet Online has been our our yeah, really yeah. our yeah. biggest sponsor for the for the shows, and so you know I always love doing the Bet Online read because you know they're just constantly with us. So you know it's it's kind of and fun to you, do it too. It's sports, it into, yeah. Tied it into UFC, and it's it's totally sports yeah. related. So, anyways, okay. So now we'll get to the point where i know that you know you you, you didn't you know this part I, I hope it doesn't make you uncomfortable because i know people really want to support once we get off here um i'm, I'm gonna, gonna be honest about that it does but it's needed yes and that, yes and, and honestly we had this conversation the fact that it's needed is the part that makes me feel uncomfortable so i just want to tell people in advance you can go to the website read my story do not feel obligated to give me a cent just to support write me a nice note saying hey man good luck that helps me more than you know i don't expect anybody to help a stranger do anything that's not how society works the fact that people have is truly amazing i know people who are billionaires who never did and i don't look at them any differently i'm not going to look at somebody struggling to pay their mortgage or pay their car insurance you know, it's I'm in this situation because I was dealt the hand I was dealt. It's nobody's responsibility to get me out. So if you just want to read about my story or you just want to contact me to ask a question, feel free. If you want to contact me to troll, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? And really think about your parents. Yeah. You know what I exactly. mean? Like like your, your, your parents are probably not happy they raised somebody who's trolling a dying person. I mean, you know, and I get that daily. But I mean, if you're coming from the right place, man, read my story. If it can help somebody, send it to there's no monetary attachment to anything that I do. And that's at you know, greatfowler.com. Yeah, T-H-E, greatfowler.com. And it sounds like, you know, I'm a businessman by that. Um, a guy named Ush, U-S-H on Twitter, bought me that domain name because he goes, it's so stupid putting Wix forward slash. Yes. Dot, you know, and I'm just like, you know, you know I, I'm not thinking of it as 
you know, as a, as a, I'm not looking at my my health as a merchant, <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, somebody got me that website. It's just easier. And you can reach me at the great fowler at Gmail dot com or at the great fowler on Twitter. And, you know, if anybody wants to reach me. So, yeah, I do feel awkward about what you're about to say now. So I'm going to shut up and let you do it. So so I, once we get off, I'm going to I'm going to donate. Um, I I. Oh. I feel um, really privileged to be able to do this. And I, I, you know, I I just I want to support you as much as I can as well. And, you know, just over the years, we've had these conversations here and there in DM. And, you know, when I was first doing the podcast, like you said, you were reaching out, like going like, oh, when is it going to be up? I, you know, I'm I'm up and I'm like, oh, shoot, like there's someone (laughs) at two o'clock in the morning, my time, you know, getting ready to listen. Yeah, five Five your time. And so, um, you know, that stuff means a lot. And obviously just keeping in touch. And and look, you know, we got to we got to help, you know, we got to help our people here. And um, the one thing that I think is really cool is, you know, there's this saying about, you know, giving people their flowers when they can still smell them. And that that saying, um, as I've gotten older and as I've you know had a little bit more perspective on, on what my life means and and my influence on people and my kids and now my stepkids like that saying means a whole lot. And it's very something that's very like just in my mind a lot is, you know, the people who you love, like tell them now because you may not get the opportunity with the pandemic, with COVID-19 people, you know, you hear these stories of you know, people who are just uh, healthy as can be one day. And then, you know, this, they, they get the the virus and then boom, you know, two days later, they're just, yeah. you know, really in bad shape. So that is the one thing that, you know, you, you, you've been saying many great things for people to think about on the show. The one thing that I will say is, you know, that saying, you know, give people their flowers when they can still smell them. That is, that is a, a thing that, you know, your situation is constantly reminding me of that as well. Well, in that, just before you go into uh, what you're about to go into, that doesn't have to be monetarily either. That can just be being nice to somebody and open them. And that's the biggest key because that's something everybody can do. And that's something every, I mean, it was about a week ago. I put something I did nice for somebody that I wasn't planning on doing that day when I woke up on Twitter. And I said, if, you know, everybody else do something like that and explain it. Two people did in about two hours. Yeah. I, after that two hours, I posted a funny cat pic. (laughs) I had about 40 responses in about 15 minutes. Yeah, that's cool. And I know. And I just went, guys, you're the best people in the world. I know. Just think about just think about, you know, like go help somebody. And about 10, 15 other people jumped on it. Like, oh, man, I didn't even realize. But you're right. We take things for granted. You don't have to give money to help somebody. Yeah, Yeah. uh, that's a great point. And and, and it's not like, you know, it could be your parents who you haven't heard from because or who haven't heard from you because of the pandemic and, you know, just staying more in communication and, and stuff it can like be that. Treating be the bus driver who you're, you're giving your bus ticket to nicely. It could help them drive that next 10, 15 minutes. Cause the guy before them was a complete joke. I waited out here 20 minutes. It's the bus, not the bus driver's fault. Right. You come on. Hey man, how you doing, man? I hope you have a good day. Thank you. That helps that person be nicer to the next person. It's little things like that, that people could so easily do. There's a great life lesson. Don't be a prick. <laughs> okay. If you don't be a prick, 
life will be a lot better. So just being nice to people. And now go ahead, do do the part that. Yeah. I'm so so just just uh, if if you want to donate to Jay, go to thegreatfowler.com, like he mentioned. By the way, do you know even what Fowler means? I'm assuming I, I spelt it F O W L E R, you know, because it it made it funnier, you know. So I have no idea. So a fowler is a person who hunts wild fowl. That is what a fowler is, according to well, the Merriam-Webster well, dictionary. Well, all I'll say right now is I'm fucking good at it because I'm great. <laughs> And again, Moxley, if you lasted this long, Fowler good. It ties into everything. Yo, you can be Fowler good's dad. That is so cool. I, I know, Renee, I know right now you're saying no fucking way. Think about it. Fowler good. All right. So go to thegreatfowler.com. There's a giant donate button, but also, like Jay said, there's an email there. <laughs> there's a giant donate button. There, there is. Like, it stands out. Like, you can't miss it. Yeah. And you know again that's i know this i know this makes you a little bit uncomfortable but like that's 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 a way to help but the other way to help is like you said you have the help j at email.com email address your entire story is on this page uh just keep scrolling down you can kind of read from the bottom up um and uh and look you know a lot of the things that we're talking about in this podcast you are writing about you know sort of the the people who help save your life and all that so it, even in in this writing it's 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 very thoughtful the way that you're doing this so support jay this is just is just for me this is not from you support jay jay's a really good dude um you know, again, this community that that Dave and Brian have built and and my podcast is very now much an extended part of that community Absolutely. because I do the shows with with Dave. You know, we we, we need to, to help to help each other. We need to take care of each other as much as we can. We're not I'm not I'm not saying, you know, go bankrupt to do this. But if you do have a, a, a few dollars here and there that you can help Jay with, definitely donate. I'm going to donate once we get off of this. And now we don't have to talk about it because you, I know it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, but I wanted to say that. Yeah, wanted yeah, to get that I out. I don't want to turn it into begging. It's right. not neat, totally. but, but that's, all, that's you, coming I, from me. That's coming. Yeah. From me. Um, but again, the most important thing is not just my situation. It's the holidays. Even without COVID people are more suicidal now than ever. Pay attention to them. Don't make them feel bad about how they're feeling. Reach out to them and just let them know you care and steal my friend's line. The world is a better place with you in it. You tell people that, it really makes them feel good about themselves. And you don't know that person that you cursed out for something they didn't do might be on the verge of being suicidal. You don't want to be that person that makes them jump. Really think about others during the holiday season. If you have it, if you don't have it shitty, you have it better than most people. Think about that and think about the other people because as bad as my situation is, it, there are people with it a lot worse and those are who I'm focusing on. And I can be 100% honest. I feel better every day that I'm still alive because I'm focusing on the people who have it worse than I do. And if you do that, your, your life is better because it's just you're surrounding yourself with just good karma and positivity. And the tightest is into wrestling. I could really give a shit about the Godfather Val Venus feud from Sunday night. <laughs> Jay, I'm so glad that you agreed to do this. Um, so am I. I, you know, I, this is one of the favorite interviews that I've ever done just because of how real it is and how, 
um, connected. This is some 15 minutes I gave you. I, I gave know, you a, I know. I gave you a 15-minute window. Yeah. This might be the last interview I ever do because I'm tired as fuck now, man. <laughs> no, ta- yeah, I hope, I hope cursing's okay. I should have no, asked this an hour and a half ago. Yeah, right, come on, we'll come on. I, I knew what we were getting into here. Uh, um, motherfucker, it's great talking <laughs> to you. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it. You can you can tag it any way you want. Okay. I'm gonna end this. I'm Go gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna X out that little thing on the screen. Thank you. Thank everybody who's thought of helping me. Thank everybody who did help me. Thank you for the fundraisers. Thank you to anybody who read my website and couldn't help me, but just gave me positive thoughts. This community is great. Twitter can be great. Everything can be great. You have it in you to do that. You can make your own surroundings so much better. And as bad as you have it, there's other people have it worse. I might have it worse than most of you. There are a lot more people who have it worse than me. They're missing limbs. They're missing this. I I got a community of people I don't know helping pay my rent each month. My life doesn't suck. My future isn't as full as many people, but my daily life doesn't suck because of great people. 